Hello everybody and welcome to Film Review Central Podcast, but more importantly, FRC Live. Uh, back again for another week, as you can see, different uh, backdrop here. I have moved uh, to a new location. This is now my new studio. Uh, I obviously can't tell you where I'm actually moving to, but this is the new location now. That is going to be permanent. We're going to um, be... You know, situated here for uh, a majority of the year. Um, this whole backdrop is going to get um, edited and stuff like that. We're just moving through the process of getting in at the moment. So that's going to be exciting. That's going to be interesting. Um, but that, I just wanted to sort of bring that up to you guys because, you know, you probably will just message me and just go, yeah, well, you, you're in a new place, aren't you? Well, I am. But very, very excited, first and foremost, very excited for this new... Uh, opportunity new challenge but back to the same old content here because we've got the big anticipated return of frc lav and um, no guest this week uh, we're just going to be really reacting to your messages because that's something that was the original idea for the show uh, we'll probably get some when we get some more guests on we'll do probably do a little bit more uh, games and challenges and stuff like that but when it's me i'll just stick with frc live the big Nice newly designed logo. You obviously heard the intro done incredibly uh, by the team over here. So really great stuff. We're going to get into it. Uh, we're going to read to your guys' questions and your guys' uh, big force as well. So starting off with the first one here is from Alex. And Alex says, we have to talk about it. Jackman equals confirmed. Reynolds equals obviously confirmed and holland equals question mark a marvel release in this news to get people back on side following the recent weeks what do you think mate hashtag frc hashtag smarticus showdown first of all alex thank you very much for sending that in my friend and yes we have to do we have to talk about it because why are we not gonna not talk about it um because it has been probably the biggest news this week and this comes out here from the guys at hype beast who says the following following news of wolverine's return and actors hugh jackman and ryan reynolds delivering another teaser reports are now noting the possibility of tom holland's spider-man appearing in deadpool 3 the latest rumors build on the news of the upcoming sequel from marvel studios including jackman returning as the mutant wolverine uh, fans are currently grasping onto the possibility of seeing the favorite comic duo deadpool and spider-man on screen the two heroes never had a long history in comic books dying off as enemies the two gain respect for one another building a friendship that sees them fighting crime side by side additionally the two are known for their playful banter that mixes deadpool's fourth wall breaking and spider-man's quick wit uh, so this is a tweet from the MCU source. says that uh, Tom Holland's Peter Parker slash Spider-Man will have a cameo in Deadpool 3. Uh, obviously, we've been getting uh, these this stuff on uh, Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds' uh, official uh, Instagrams and Twitters. So yeah, that is the current state of what's going on at the moment. So basically, reacting to your sort of message here, I think that this is fantastic news. People have tried to look at loopholes and probably look at different ways of looking at things um, with this news because it is so popular. There are going to be a few and go, well, actually, if you thought about it this way, they seem to have carried all the basics. I loved Logan. I thought Logan was the best Wolverine movie. I thought it was Jackman's best performance um, in 
and you know in the logan role uh, you know even including the x-men films I, I definitely think he owned that role in logan and this is what people have been you know massively building towards i think you know there's so many good duos of characters because they are so different and marvel have done a fantastic job in bringing these characters together to the point where before i saw infinity war you know, the, Tom Holland and Benedict Cumberbatch were being interviewed with each other a lot, and you just think, well, why well, they can have like connection, but to see Spider-Man and Doctor Strange together, it, you almost seem like you've got something there in terms of like the characters might not be the same, but the way the characters portrayed are the same. And this is talk and cheese for me. It's really heightened Deadpool three up. Um, I, I absolutely love the first two movies there originality and their ability to do something very different but also maintain that superhero genre all the way through i thought was fantastic and brilliant but you know i i'm going into this now with that opportunity about who else can we see in this um holland has not been confirmed jackman has been confirmed now holland i'm not too sure about what you can potentially do with them free on on screen holland and especially obviously with what happened at, at the end of no way home with now nobody knowing that he is spider-man how are they going to fit that in uh, obviously there was a few things about the timeline with um wolverine dying so they've, they've got him they've got a suit in the right way but have marvel ever really let us down i know this phase has been very um you know topsy-turvy it's been very turbulent it's it's had some really really rough goings this phase but with projects like this marvel have to smash out the park with with the franchises and and the movies and and shows they needed to smash out the park this year and in this phase i have no doubt in my mind that they smashed out spider-man i have no doubt that they smashed out shang chi doctor strange was probably the only one which i was a bit disappointed with um that's probably in a disappointed lot for me this year. But they, they will smash out the part. They have to smash out the part with Deadpool 3. Um, it's just whether we're going to get it now. We get It's linked for 2024. Is that going to be part of Phase 5 or Phase 6? I'm not too sure yet. Um, whether they might you know, slip that in. So in terms of your second point in your message here, Marvel releasing this new to get people back on side. Probably. Um, they released it the same week as the low-key season two trailer leaking which is out of their control and i don't think they'll release they'll release that trailer uh, i've watched it it's pretty pretty all right but it's a bit of a dodgy effect so you don't get the full anticipation from it um and the 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 blade news as well about the director so marvel have had a lot of news released this week i've, I've looked through the messages of this show and the main message has been all about the marvel stuff and this uh, other Marvel news, which we'll come on to in, in a minute, but yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to Deadpool three now more than probably Deadpool one and two, mainly because you've got Jackman back, and I absolutely love Hugh Jackman in this role. If they announce officially announce Tom Holland and confirm all that, that's going to bring in so much more hype for this movie because they're all confirmed. Um, in the Spider Man movies, they've, they've that we were constantly guessing until we saw the final product. We're not going to be guessing in this one. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing this potential. I really, really am. But thank you very much, Alex, first and foremost, for sending that in to us. Much appreciated. And yes, Deadpool 3 is going to be on my most anticipated in 2024. Hands down, if I still have a channel. 
Martin saying, I know you're a big Bomb fan, indeed I am, and have some big thoughts on the f- and have some big thoughts on the future. Broccoli have said about an actor dedicating ten or twelve years to the role, ruling Idris Elba out and saying that the director and act slash actor must go hand in hand. What's your thoughts on all this? Well thank you very much Martin for sending this in. Yes, it has been a bit of a bit of a big week for in terms of the Bond franchise with all of their announcements because we've had some significant um news with us a difficult breakthrough because this is the first time that I can remember where we are getting something um from this. This comes at us from MovieWeb who says Double Seven producers Barbara Broccoli and Michael G. Wilson have teased a new direction for James Bond following the finale of Daniel Craig's tenure. Once they find a new actor to play Bond, of course, in a new interview with Empire she explains how the new actor and the new director go hand in hand with each decision helping to inform the other. So with this, I'm going to sort of break down what she says if I highlight this here for you guys. I'm going to break this down in terms of like when I feel like I have a point. When you change the actor, you have to reimagine the direction of the film's going to go. When you change the actor, you have to reimagine the direction the film's going to go in. That's interesting because the Bond movies the past 15 years, 16 years that Daniel Craig have done, they're the only Bond films that have connected together. Brosnan's didn't, Moore's didn't, Connery's didn't, all of them connect, obviously Dalton and um, Lays and Biz are obviously different because they didn't do a lot, but I mean, there's a bit in Licence to Kill where they mention about Bond being married. So it's the same character and stuff like that, but this was a connecting story where um, you know, they all sort of interlink together in this journey for Bond. When you hire an actor, you're hoping you're going to spend a decade at least with them and make four or five or six. Absolutely. And the, the bit that gets annoyed, the bit that I find really annoying with certain fans is that, or this perception about Bond, it's like, oh, you're going to do four or five what regardless. If people don't like the Bond, or people don't like the Bond movie that they're in, they'll scrap them. Lazenby was signed up for seven Bond movies. Imagine what the franchise would have been like. I wouldn't say it would be bad. I'm not saying that it would be bad at all. I'm just saying you probably wouldn't have the same amount of more movies. You probably wouldn't have Dalton in that time. Brosnan would probably only do a couple when Craig's a bit different because like, that's a long time. long time. But seven movies is a lot. A lot of movies. More has done seven, and to the point where the last two were a little bit sort of okay, you need to give this up now. You're a little bit out of you to a kill to me. The main thing I focused on throughout the whole of that movie is just how old Roger Moore looked. So they are not saying, well, we'll just get rid of you for two. They want to keep carry on making them because now they're going to try and interlink them together. They're going to want at least four. You don't want to keep, you know, having one actor for two. The the decks had to come in for free, which would be turbulent for them. So you have to think, though, what is the trajectory? What is that actor going to bring? How are we going to move the series into another direction? And that's interesting. It's saying about moving this into another direction, away from the Daniel Craig movies, or are you moving away entirely? And that's the perception, I think. Uh, A-list names such as Henry Cavill, Tom Hardy, Idris Elba, Aidan Turchin, Rajee, and Jean Page, 
often top the fan casting list for the Bond, but Broccoli reveals the decision is a lot more complicated than people might think. She said that, and I, I read that, and I just thought, yeah. But you're not going to stop fans from still wanting or still communicating. Like, you can't say on anybody, if you went along with them, you get the fans on board. If you decide to go somewhere different, people are still going to, people might say, well, that wasn't my pick, but then they go, yeah, actually, you know, there's got to be something here because nobody liked Craig when he was announced. They looked at him and just went, really, what? And he, you know, people say that he's now the next Bond, so you're not going to stop people from fancasting. Um, and we, we know exactly what it is. Um, so it sounds like we'll be waiting for Wild Fanner, who will take over the mantle of 007 and wield a license to kill. Uh, Broccoli, so this is an export of your bit, which I managed to get on the same document. Maybe you guys have read this as well, and that's why she sent in a message. Broccoli and Wilson have seemingly ruled out Idris Elba as James Bond. Now, that, because they say it's a 10 to 12 year commitment, Idris Elba is probably on the wrong side of the age to possibly do it. Um, you know, Daniel Craig saying it was hard enough for him to do it because that's a long, that's a long part of your career. Let's go out of that now and, and move back onto your message. Yeah, that's a long, that's a big part of your career that you're dedicating to one role. Craig, I don't remember how many movies he did in that time, but between Spectre and No Time to Die, he did Knives Out, and that was it. I think on the top of my head, he only did, he only did them two movies. Uh, he only did that movie. But the reason why he did Knives Out is because there was that came out in 2019. There was a six-year gap. They were hoping it for, to be four. So No Time to Die was announced to be in 2019, which would be the same year as Knives Out. Obviously, it got pushed back for the pandemic, but that still said to a lot of people saying, you know, you're stopping, you're preventing Daniel Craig from doing more movies. In 2006, when he was announced in Casino Royale, he did a couple at the end of it, and then when you about got to the sort of Skyfall or, or even Quantum of Solace, he really stopped his movie a lot, really stopped his movie uh, lots. So to me, the the whole point about dedicating 10 or 12 years, Elba probably can't do that. Hardy probably can't do that. So again, that will probably change a lot of people's fan castings when you hear constant news saying, well, this is what we want and that's what we want. They're in control. So then you'd start sort of, you know, adding people or maybe taking people away. I think Elba's a great actor. I have no problem with Idris Elba at all as an actor. Everything he's been in is brilliant. You know, I've just recently watched that Beast movie, and I wasn't a big fan, but the the one thing I did enjoy about that movie was Idris Elba's performance. Um, so he's a great actor. Um, the next bit here, say the director actor must go hand in hand. That's quite interesting because, again, using Craig as an example, John Glenn did five movies, and most of them were Roger Moore's. Sam Mendes did two then he didn't come back for the third, which I was surprised by. And obviously with the older with Danny Boyle. And I think that's probably why they're saying that, is that the director has to work with the actor, the actor has to work with the director, which is interesting. So I think that relationship must be key. I'm guessing that's probably come off the back of the Danny Boyle whole drama um, because he wanted to do something different, 
which nobody was really involved in, which I like Danny Boyle as a director. I think he's a great director, but I think that's why they've sort of said that. But it's been a big week for Bond fans. It really has because they're now narrowing it down. We're not going to get the announcement um, for a while. But putting these things out and, and telling people this is what we want to do with our movies and this is what the process is going to be like is a really big insight. And you know, giving people the opportunity, like I said, to take away and potentially add certain people's um, perceptions or ideas about where this could go. Okay, Harry, uh, we're back to the MCU, guys. Ford in the MCU, sign me in. Heard he was going to be part of the Thunderbolts. With that movie going up in my anticipation with every new cast announcement, how much should I take this seriously? Thank you very much, Harry, and thank you very much to Martin. If I didn't say thank you very much to both of you for sending in your messages. Much appreciated. So, this is interesting. And this comes at us from the guys at Cinema Blend that says, at 80 years old, Harry Harrison Ford continues to be a Hollywood heavyweight. And he's certainly not lacking in blockbuster experience, ranging from his time on five Star Wars movies and Indiana Jones movies. Uh, however, Ford is yet to dive into the superhero genre, but there's been a couple of rumours that he's been approached to join the MCU. So these are the two movies. He's supposed rumoured for Fantastic Four, but the main one <clears throat> is Thunderbolts, uh, because he's Marvel Studios' top choice to replace um, the late and great William Hurt. Um, as Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross. So that's what I really want to focus on. Obviously, Thunderbolt Ross, um, you know, he was in The Incredible Hulk, he was in Civil War, Black Widow, and Infinity War and Endgame. Uh, but he was, he, massive thanks actually to, to Dwayne for letting me know this. He's supposed to be Red Hulk. That's his role in the movies. Um, obviously, then we had the cast list announced at uh, D23. Uh, which is uh, obviously got Valentina, Bucky Barnes, uh, Ghost, US Agent, uh, Yelena Belova, Red Guardian, and Taskmaster. Now, I mean, it's Harrison Ford, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I could, I could, I can sit here and say, well, he's too old. Oh my God, Harrison Ford, like, you know, in an MCU movie, that what really? You know, big name, that's gonna take everything away. It's Harrison flipping Ford. It's Harrison Ford, man. Like that to me is a fantastic idea. However, I would be stupid to say that I'm taking this one hundred percent seriously. Mainly because they're Marvel Studios top choice. Okay. That means they've got other choices. If Ford's not available, if Ford doesn't want to do it, he's going to be off that top top choice pretty quick. I have my. I mean, people have obviously got their thoughts about being replacing William Hurt. I think William Hurt will be dedicated in in any way. I think he'll get so much dedication for that role, and I do believe that. If he didn't sadly pass away, he would be in this movie and he would play, be playing Red Hawk. I think Marvel, what they're doing is bringing up a really big team. If they guarantee 100% need Red Hawk in this Thunderbolts movie, they'll recast it. The reason why they haven't recasted T'Challa is because they've got an already other idea about the way to go. And they've worked around with the story. If they're going to work around this Thunderbolts movie with out Red Hawk, you won't see 
him being replaced. But if they if they can't physically do what they need to do in their MCU to you know involve Red Hawk and everything like that, it's gonna they're gonna recast him. Which is a sad part and I'm not taking anything away from William Hurt as that role because he fits that role really well and he does really well in the movies he's in. But the whole point of this is I don't think we should take it seriously because we're still not hearing anything from from Ford. He's he's Marvel Studios' top choice, brilliant. But if he's not the main guy, if he's not the main person to do it, you're not going to see it. And and I do think if you look at this Thunderbolts movie and if they can work around it, if they can work around Red Hawk not being in the movie, he won't be in it. If he, the same way that they've done with what kind of forever they've not recasted T'Challa out of one respect and two because of the whole sort of idea the whole sort of concept that they can survive that movie without that character being recasted because they've got other people to be involved in I personally think you're looking at this movie and thinking do we need a Red Hulk if you need a Red Hulk why not Harrison Ford? Because that will get people on. There won't be a lot of people going. God, Harrison Ford, really? He, he's just that cool. He's that cool of a guy. So, I I wouldn't take this at all seriously at the moment. But I think if it does get announced, I don't think it will have that big of a backlash than what a lot of people would think. But thank you, Harry, for sending in once again. So the final thing here, the final thing here comes in XS one two three. So that's why you want. That's what they want to be called, so fair enough. Uh, One franchise that deserves a lot more praise is Planet of the Apes. The new trilogy is incredible. Agreed with that. That's brilliant. Underrated. And now we have a new one. Is it getting time to wrap this franchise up or or, up or are you into it? Thank you again, XS23, 123, sorry, for getting, for telling me about that. And yes, we have a new Planet of the Films is an Apes movie is on its way and it's called Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes so we had Rise we had Dawn we had War and now we've got Kingdom um, this will star the Witcher actors Freya Allen and Owen Teague as the film's lead ape uh, along with the upcoming title and initial cast it looks like the 20th century has also invaded our first look at the film Production is said to be signed to director Wes Ball, who did the Maze, Maze Runner movies. Um, so, you know, fantasy, sort of sci-fi elements, you know, he's your guy. Um, so this is what 20th Century Studios' president says. And by the way, we're going to come back to that picture in a minute because that looks brilliant. Um Crowd of the Apes is one of the most iconic and storied science fiction franchises in film history, as well as being an inedible part of our studio's legacy. We're kingdom... With Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, we are privileged to continue the series tradition of imaginative, thought-provoking cinema and can't wait to share Wes's extraordinary vision for this new chapter with audiences. Once again, 2024, that is getting, that's getting a year, man. That's getting a year, which I cannot wait. Deadpool 3, Thunderbolts, Fantastic Four, Kingdom of Planet of the Apes, possibly Batman 2 as well. Well, my list is going to be stacked. Um... It's set for many years after War of the Apes, the final film of the franchise's previous trilogy. Um, so it 
they're saying that it's unknown whether Kingdom of Pandex will directly connect to Caesar uh, and his apes. I I think so. I do think so. If you're giving us a time slot from when that movie ended to now, I think it pretty much links in. I'm surprised that they've really said that. But look at that picture. Can it? Is there any way we can like zoom into it? There we go. Technology. Thank you very much to the to the crew working on today's podcast because they've made it made it look even better. Look at that. That is a picture and a half, isn't it? And you've got absolutely no idea where it could potentially be um, in this world. But I mean, the the last movie was really underrated. That came out to me, in my opinion, in the wrong setting, um, in the wrong time of the year. Because I think it was in between Dunkirk and Spider Man Homecoming in that summer, which is you're not really going to take away Nolan movie, MCU movie, MCU superhero movie. You're going to pick them too. So. What a, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes looks like a movie that I don't think a lot of people were expecting. Um, obviously, we're going to get a completely new cast. This can go either one or two ways. This can build upon a great trilogy. That's what I think they should do. Or what they should do is say, you know, let's do something different. The 2001 Planet of the Apes movie was them doing something different. It never built off. I think use that proven success. I think build upon that and really just use it. And, and you know, that momentum of the, the third Planet of the Apes, um, use that momentum of what they're brilliant. I think West Ball's a great pick. Um, you know, probably wouldn't be the first one in my mind to particularly connect that franchise to it, but then when it makes sense about Major and Planet of the Apes, uh, sci-fi franchises, this guy definitely knows what he's doing. He's obviously been, um, you know, on 20th Century Studios' uh, radar. So, to me, um, it's a great pick. This looks amazing. I just obviously need a trailer to really confirm that and, and hit that home for me, my anticipated levels. I, in In terms of your next part about is it getting time to wrap this franchise up? No, if you continue with making stories, these guys have continued and continued for many years. This isn't a Pirates uh, or a Terminator or a Transformers where you feel like it's going to the end. They can tell a lot more stories with this. It, it will get to the point where it is getting a bit too much. But if people are into it, you know, there was... It's, you know, really acting upon this. This is probably the make or break. And I think a lot of people said, well, the 2001 Planet of the X was a very cool break, wasn't it? They brought it back in a completely different sense. And, you know, they're going to keep making movies like this if they're going to be successful, if they have the structure in place. These, This has been going to the 60s. You know what I mean? Like, this is, this is a franchise. So I'm really interested. I'm really intrigued to see where they can go with this and keep going with this. But this looks new. This looks modern and modernised. I think it could be massive, and I definitely do think a lot of people will come out based on the success of the previous trilogy. So that is it, ladies and gentlemen, for FRC Lab. Let's get that incredible logo back up there. Why not? If the guys can uh, do it for me. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, many thanks. To everybody that's listened to FRC Live today, make sure you check out all the other podcasts, movie, TV reviews coming very, very soon. Of course, She-Hulk is moving its way uh, 
to the end of that. So not only will we have a She-Hulk uh, review, we will be having the MCU Phase 4 TV show uh, ranking as well. So uh, try and stay away from messaging me about you know, giving me a ranking, mainly because that will be a separate podcast on its own. But keep sending in for FRC Live, keep sending in for Smartica's showdown updates. That will definitely pick itself back up after one hell of a Danger Zone 2 event. My God, people are still messaging me going, how the hell did the results go the way they go? They went that way. So make sure you listen to that if you haven't already. Uh, favor and follow the Instagram as well as the podcast on many great streaming platforms. And thank you very much for listening. I hope here at FRC that we've made the conversation about film and TV sound a little bit more interesting. See you in a bit.